Okay, guys, it's gonna happen now. I might, um, I put the tissues here because, man, I've been crying since last night until this morning. The Lord is good. I, I felt to share with you guys um, the importance of seeing the love of the Lord rightly. The importance of seeing the love of the Lord rightly. I, I feel God is busy building His church. Um, and as he's building his church, we need to be able to hear and listen to him and follow the Spirit as he moves. And I feel that if we do not see the love of the Lord rightly, that can actually affect the way we see the Lord and the way we listen to the Lord. So there's different lenses that we can see through. So I really just want to encourage you guys this morning, just open your hearts. Um, it's going to be short. It's not going to be very long. Uh, let the Holy Spirit do his work. So um, let's start with, um, if we can open our Bibles to John 3.16. This is the one scripture that I feel is read so many times, but the weight of it um, is just absolutely amazing. So we all know this, for, for, for this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. So the whole idea of Jesus coming from heaven, out of his realm, it was so beautiful. Someone shared about coming out of your comfort place um, and how the Lord showed him that he came out of his comfort place to earth in order to show us the ultimate levels of the love of the Father. The main purpose of Jesus was to reflect the love of the Father, to, to imitate to us who is the Father and to give us that picture and then ultimately being the sacrifice for our sins. Um, so we basically find the love of the Lord through the life of Jesus. I mean, Jesus said that I only do whatever I see my father do. Um, that, is what, that is why when we hear the gospel, we feel the stirring, the Holy Spirit speak to us, and we have this revelation of the love of the Lord. We go into the process of salvation we say, Lord, I want to give my life to you. And then from there on, we start the process of sanctification. Now, if we do not go through the process of sanctification, we'll never leave the old person behind. We'll always be carrying the dead person with us. Okay, so the reason why this sanctification is for us to see clearer the love of the Lord, to see the Lord clearer, okay. Sanctification is the process of us um, becoming holy like Jesus is holy. So it is the process that we, as we surrender our lives to the Lord, I mean, Scripture says that, that we need to become holy as Jesus is holy. So the process of sanctification looks different. It looks, whether it's an accountability, but it's basically us surrendering our lives fully to the Lord in order for the Lord to, to establish fully His Spirit inside of us. Um, so, um, but there is absolutely nothing in the universe as amazing as our ability to be in the Lord. The Lord has given us as human the ability to remain in Him. So God of the universe, you know in the Old Testament when there was a tabernacle, there was a massive process for us just to enter the Holy of Holies. And not us. There was like a selected few that could do that. Now we have the key in our hands 
actually to experience the fullness of the Lord inside of us. It is for us. It is a given. It is a given. But we need to grasp it. So there is certain things in our lives that will prevent us from seeing that fully. And one of it is sin, unrepented sin. So if there is sin that we do not repent of, that will basically prevent us from fully walking in what the Lord has called us into. That is part of sanctification. 1 John 3 verse 6 says that anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. So if we are in the Lord, we will not sin. Okay, so just be with me. We're going to go now into that. Okay. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him. So if we continue to sin, then it basically says that something that we are seeing, we're missing something. There's something that we do not know with the Lord. Because he says here, if we continue sinning, uh, but he who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Okay, another thing that can prevent us from seeing the Lord and his love rightly is fear. So we discussed that at community on Wednesday. Guys, if your community leader or your elder phones you and say, hey, bro, I want to have a coffee, what's the first thing you think of? <laughs> Yay. Love, thank you. Okay, the elders, please, can you not answer? Thank you. <laughs> so the first thing, listen to this thing. Maybe, uh, I think it was at the end of last year, it was a Sunday evening. It was beautiful. I get a call from Lucas. Anton, are you busy? It's like, well, Lucas, it's Sunday evening. And he's like, uh, can I quickly come and fetch you? I, I want to come and fetch you. So I was like, yeah, Lucas, it's fine. So I said to Annalene, uh, Annalene, Lucas is coming to fetch me. And she looks at the watch. It's like 6 o'clock on a Sunday evening. Why would Lucas want to come and fetch me? What is so important? So I'm like, yes, no, Lucas, I'm looking forward, man. So Lucas comes and picks me up. I'm sitting in the car. And Lucas is just smiling <laughs> as he's driving. In my head, I'm thinking, why did Lucas come to pick me up? It's like, what are we going to chat about now? So eventually, after a while of driving, I look at Lucas. I was like, Lucas, um, why, why did you come and fetch me? <laughs> and Lucas looked at me and he's like, now I want to spend some time with you. I was like, oh, oh. And, and just shortly after that, Tony, just after he went to Woodstock, no, he was there already. He also phoned me. Anton, I need to see you for coffee urgently. When are you available soonest? I'm like, uh, tomorrow morning. Tony, let's do it. So that whole evening I'm thinking, like, Tony is urgently looking to see me about something. And I'm going to the coffee. There's so many things that plays in your mind. Like, why would an elder immediately like to see me? I said, yeah, see. So we went to the coffee and Tony was like, yes, man, I just want to say I love you so much. You're absolutely amazing. I was sitting there, yes, I love you too, man. <laughs> you could have said anything before, you know? It's like, maybe say, can I have a love coffee with you? Or something like that, you understand? But listen to what Scripture tells us. Listen to this. 1 John 4, verse 16 to 18, if you can put that up. Listen to this now. 1 John 4, verse 16 to 18. I'm going to start reading. 
Is it okay? 1 John 4, verse 16 to 18. I'm going to start reading, guys. Okay. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in His love. Okay? God is love, and all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. This is an amazing piece of Scripture. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So, one reason that we can see Him more clearly is to just remain in Him. John 15 says, remain in me, as I remain in the Father. Okay, so as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face Him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. So if we fully remain in the Father, there will be absolutely no fear even on the day of judgment. Because we would see the Father as Jesus saw Him. We would see Him rightly. Listen to this. Such love has no fear. Because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, like myself. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced is perfect love. So if we experience the fear of punishment, it is because we simply have not yet experienced the fullness of the love of the Lord. Another thing that um, I struggle with a lot um, is uh, shame and guilt. If we carry around shame and guilt, so guys... All of these things happen in the process of sanctification. But when we are aware of it, it's easier. It's easier. Shame and guilt. So there was a time where Jesus, I think I shared it before, so just bear with me. <clears throat> there was a time where Jesus fed 4,000 with seven loaves. That was the second time that he fed people. <coughs> Sorry. Let me quickly drink water. I've been singing, and now I'm preaching. My, my throat is dry. Okay. So he basically just fed 4,000 people. Afterwards, they went into town, and the Pharisees came to Jesus, and they tested Jesus, and they said, give me a miracle, show us a miracle. And Jesus said, this generation will not see a miracle, and they get on the boat. So this is what happens after they got on the boat. Mark 8, verse 14 to 18. But the disciples had forgotten to bring any food. Guys, this is just after Jesus fed 4,000 people. Listen to this. The disciples forgot to bring any food. They only had one loaf of bread with them in the boat. As they were crossing the lake, Jesus warned them, Watch out, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. At this, they began to argue with each other, with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. So Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, Why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you know or understand even yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes, can't you see? You have ears, can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? And then Jesus goes on asking, how many baskets did we collect with that many? <coughs> Sorry, guys. How many baskets did we collect with the seven loaves and, and the 4,000? And then they said 12. So basically, in this moment, Jesus 
was they were in the presence of Jesus. This is how easy it is to miss what the Lord is doing. They were standing before Jesus. Jesus is busy teaching them. Because of their shame and their guilt, they totally missed what he said. He stood in front of them. We easily look towards ourselves. That basically, that's what shame and guilt does. It turns everything to me. If we walk in shame and guilt all the time, we will not hear or clearly hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. That will affect the lenses that we see the love of the Lord. One more thing that I just want to use as an example that can affect the way we see others. We are absolutely blessed to be in between amazing teachings, as you can see today. We are absolutely blessed, okay, <laughs> to be in the community. So we are absolutely blessed in this church to be between guys that, that's, that they can preach. They can fully give the word. We are in communities where the community leaders fully give themselves to prep on a Wednesday to make sure that we, make, we get together, the, gather, the gathering of the saints, and there's a blessing on that. The thing that can happen in cases like this is we can grow satisfied with only hearing the preach on a Sunday and hearing what's happening on a Wednesday. That can satisfy us to an extent where we feel we're okay because we spend time with the Lord twice this week with people. <coughs> My sister once, um, she asked me, she's not saved yet, and she wanted to challenge me, and she said to me, Anton, how do you know it is the Holy Spirit that speaks to you? So I tried to explain to her that you can't really explain that. It's not it's like you can't express, she will not ever understand fully what I'm saying. Okay, firstly, she's in the world, but now I'm trying to explain and then eventually I ask her, can you make me a cup of coffee? She goes and makes me a cup of coffee. And she brings me a cup of coffee. Those days I drank two sugars. As you can see, not anymore. Um, uh, so, uh, so I'm drinking my coffee and I'm saying to her, Monique, listen here, sister. How does my coffee taste? And I explained to her, it's sweet. It's not too bitter. It's not too warm. It's... Like it. It's just how I like it. But I said to her, so explain to me how does my coffee taste. <coughs> and she only said what I said. And I explained to her, the only way that she will be able to fully understand how my coffee tastes is if she takes the cup and she drinks it herself. We cannot just go on preachers. We cannot just go on community events. We need to say, Lord, I want to have a living relationship with you. We are each one of us are called to remain in the Lord, not just the leaders. I want to repeat what I said. Nothing in the universe compares to our ability to be with Him. That is the greatest gift. We don't, oh. we don't deserve that. We don't deserve the Lord. I'm like, you know, this week I asked myself, Lord, what did I do to deserve you? Why are you mindful of me? And the Lord just said, I love you. It doesn't make sense. But he gave us 
the key to fully walking in. It is possible. And each one of us are called to something great in the kingdom. But we can only really do that if we remain in Him. And not just tick the boxes of Christian living. James 4 verse 8 says, Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your heart, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Come close to God, and the Lord will come close to you. Draw near to Him, and He will draw near to us. I just want to read some scriptures. John 15 verse 9 to 10 says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in me. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. Jesus is the ultimate example. He has made a way. He's torn the veil. We do not have to slaughter seven cows, do all those rituals. Jesus tore the veil to the Holy of Holies <coughs> and became the mediator. 1 John 2, verse 5 to 6. Just hold on, sorry, guys. I've been crying a lot. 1 John 2, verse 5 to 6. It says, But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love Him. Those who obey God's word truly show completely they love Him. That is how we know we are living in Him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Now the fruit, guys, I want to, this is something that was a, to me this week. The fruit of seeing God's love rightly is that we will be able to love each other well. If we see the Lord and we remain in the Lord and we, every day, you do your part to grow closer to the Lord, that love will not be able to be contained in yourself. And when you see your brother, when I see Michael, I am pouring over with love for Michael. And then I love Michael. I know. Amazing. 1 John 4 verse 9 to 11 says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Verse 11 says, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, surely we should ought to love each other. The Lord has basically given us the key to loving each other well. It's a given. It's a given. But if we do not remain in the Lord, you will only see yourself. Because that, that is what the enemy does. He takes what the Lord designed for good and he turns that into evil. I just want to end off with this scripture. Ephesians 3 verse 14 to 19. 
die computer af. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of, of life and power that comes from God. So this was a short preach. You know what struck me with this whole preparation? I am saved now for 19 years, and I'm only starting to see him now. I've led worship for 19 years. It feels like I'm only starting to see him now. If we do not fully give ourselves, and as John 15 says, remain in Jesus, we will miss what the Lord is saying to each one of us. Yes, you'll have encounters. The Lord is kind. You'll have amazing encounters. You'll get prophecy. you get all of that. But if you fully want to walk in what God has called each and every one of you here, we need to remain in Him. And close our eyes. Let me pray. Your Father, I thank You for Your love, Lord. Jesus, I thank you for the ultimate sacrifice that you became for our sins. Lord, thank you, Jesus, that you showed us how the Father is. And you have given us the ability to see the, to see the Father through you. Lord, I want to pray for us as a congregation, Father. May we walk in greater measures of seeing your love, Lord. I pray, Lord, that as we go through this, the process of sanctification, that our hearts will be open to receive correction, Lord. That we will be open to remove the things that's not from you. I thank you for your goodness and your greatness, Lord. You are merciful to us, Lord. Show us your love in greater measures, Father. Show us your love, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.